Hi, welcome to Let's Talk Shit About Weddings. I'm Amy. Nice to see you, Care. Nice to see you, Aim. What's going on? <laughs> I love I love this, this voice we're doing right now. It's good. Oh, a little podcast voice, a little bit. A little of, podcasting. Oh, nice um, to meet you. Do you remember in 2011, mm. we had a very sweet bride and groom at a venue that was not a venue. We've talked about that a lot on this podcast so far. Good times. And this was when we were little baby wedding planners. And we, <laughs> she said, I have some lanterns to hang on the ceiling. And they're totally fine with you doing this. You remember this? This is because we were talking about ladders. Yeah. <laughs> so <sighs> this, this week. <laughs> We are, we were young then. We were spry. God, <laughs> literally. We, <laughs> I mean, we were so young. And we went up and down those ladders and we hung like 75 freaking lanterns. It was so beautiful. It was and, really beautiful. And really hard. And the next day, our glutes mm -hmm. were absolutely screaming. And another contract change occurred. <laughs> We don't climb ladders. Also, liability. <laughs> yeah, that was but a really interesting one. This week at 40, I decided I needed to paint my bedroom, and I have been up and down a ladder uh, more times than I can count. And I think my butt's going to fall off. Ouch. Wait, you painted it before you put paper up? So, yes, I painted the ceiling because the, the wallpaper on the ceiling is only uh in strips so it's because my husband didn't want a fully dark ceiling uh -huh. so we compromised <laughs> oh marriage uh and uh and then i painted crown molding i had to caulk around the crown molding because there's a lot of cracking i have been up and down a ladder and i tell you what this hurts way more than it did at 27. <laughs> I, yes <laughs> you are not gonna catch me on a ladder that's not gonna happen no, i just I'm finished done. pt for my hip like <laughs> yesterday <laughs> I graduated from PT. She's like, you I did forgot. a great job. <laughs> what, aging? You did a good job aging? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> well, it does feel better. Turns out I learned that uh, stretching is life. Amy, you got a story for me today? Oh, Carolyn, I do. And <laughs> I'm thinking that <laughs> this is one that... And another one where we haven't talked about it since that day, probably that weekend. No. Mm -mm. It was one we put away. Although I did bring it up. I brought up a piece of it on episode four. You did, but I do not remember most of the specifics. Let's go through it, shall we? Oh, let's do. So in our 90s couple vein, I really was feeling uh, Bruce and Demi. Now I know uh -huh. they're divorced, but mm -hmm. this this podcast this <laughs> <laughs> this particular shtick we're doing here, um, we're focusing on couples as they were in the nineties, right? As they and were, this couple really fits the Bruce and Demi vibe, and I feel that if they got divorced ever in the future, they which they definitely will not, but if they did that they would co-parent their children like in the same house and they would be best friends in the same Cute. way that, yeah. In this way that Demi Moore has this weird relationship with Bruce Willis. Anyway, <laughs> <clears throat> irrelevant. So I want to start by saying 
that in my... I want to start by saying that in my six years of day of coordinating events, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, this is one of the couples that sticks out to me, not because of the the few things that we're going to talk about in a few minutes, but because of how in love they were. And yes. And I hear you talk about this often because you've done like a thousand weddings and I've really done a limited amount comparatively because I did such a short amount of time. Um, but this couple were so, so in love with each other. All of their guests were in love with how much Bruce and Demi were in love. And there was oh. a vibe at this wedding. Yes. There was a vibe at this wedding that you, you don't always see, you know? It's that, is, that is it, man. That right. is it. I love it. It was a top tier wedding vibe. And I, I do think it's <laughs> top important tier to know. wedding vibe. <laughs> no, we don't like that word, but we use it all the No, time. it's great. I love it. It's important to note because there are some weddings where there are levels, right? Sometimes you can tell that there's tension. Sometimes it's just like a regular couple, like, okay, fine. They love each other. Great. Hooray. Whatever. It's fine. They're, they're in love. But then there's this other level of like, these people are in love and we love them so much. And we love them as a couple so much. And we're like super invested in their life and in their relationship. There were only like, I want to say 130 people there. Mm. And it was clear that everyone loved them so much. Okay. So that's I love important that. to know. Yes. It was beautiful. It's a great story. So it's a great story so far, Amy. Don't ruin it. I'm not going to ruin it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Bruce and Demi, great vibe, super in love. So, so in love. Rare, very rare couple. Also, um, they had an adorable dog who was oh, almost like yes. a living representation of how much they loved each other. Like <laughs> just a little white collie dog who was so beloved, beloved, beloved. He was beloved by all of the <laughs> guests and family. And that dog just waltzed around. He, first he walked down the aisle, of course, and he Obviously. waltzed around that wedding. Like he, owned the damn place. Okay. So these, oh, they, people... he stuck around. Oh yeah. Okay. So let's start from the beginning. So I met this lovely couple. They, um, you know, fairly simple wedding, like a basic wedding, right? It was in, uh, in the fall and it was in a venue that we'd worked in before ceremony reception, same place flipped during the cocktail hour, nothing crazy. Okay. Now, there was one thing and you know how we do this in every uh, timeline meeting mm-hmm. and we train our staff on this as well. We, mm-hmm. um, we always ask our clients about interpersonal family relations, right? Yep. There's always one. Yeah. How do you phrase, I haven't done this in so long. So how do you, how do you go about this? I, I am literally just straight up with them. I just say, mm-hmm. hey, is there anyone we need to keep an eye on? Any any family drama? Anything you want to tell us about? Yes. Perfect. And I bring this up. This is part of my spiel, my sales pitch, that we keep this in mind even from the beginning because uh, probably in part because of this wedding that I'm describing. But this is something that we've integrated that we never miss. We never miss saying. Mm -hmm. what's going on in your family that we need to know about 
because at weddings, it's going to come out, right? So these people were lovely. As I said, they were excited to include their dog in their wedding. They had um, so many fun touches. They had a mariachi band. It was a great time. Cute. Um, later on in the meeting, I asked her, you know, is there anything I need to know? Are, do your parents get along? Is there anything going on um, in your family that might come up as these things do mm. on emotional days like weddings? And she said, well, um, as I mentioned, I have three sisters and only two will be bridesmaids. The other one has a very serious drinking problem. Um, so it was really sad. This is so sad still. Yeah. Uh, that she had a very serious drinking problem and that the family had many times attempted to address mm. it. Interventions had been done. Uh, basically they had done the most, you know, and she barely got invited to the wedding. They couldn't leave her out. She was um, coming with her husband and her child. And I said, you know, is, is someone in charge of her? Is someone going to be responsible for her? And she said, oh, her husband will be there and uh, he should be managing her. And I was like, okay, great. And so I made a note of it and moved on. Um, so as I mentioned in the episode with Ingrid, uh, one of the first things that happened was that it was pouring down rain. Oh, that's right. Yes. And which is fine. I mean, the whole thing basically was supposed rain to be happens. inside. Yeah. It's, it's no big deal. Um, so my stepsister and I had gotten to the venue to set up and the florist had delivered all of their decor already and set it up with like the arch that they got married under and all the other floral decor was already out. Um, and we had gotten everything set up and then the bridal party was supposed to arrive, take some photos, hang out for a bit, be hidden away, prepared for their ceremony. Cause it's a small, sort of a small space. They had warned me that when the one sister arrived, uh, that she would probably head toward the bar and to like alert the bartender, like just do as much as we could. Sure. Um, to mitigate this situation, but she was did coming. she um did she show you a picture or something? No, no. And it turned out she didn't need to care because she showed up. It was so obvious. Early. <laughs> oh, okay. So early. So I had I had clocked her. You know, I know sure. that she was there <laughs> and that she was there way too early, and uh, I had other things to deal with. So I was just like, let's take note of that. And uh, let's move on. So she went straight to the bar. I had warned the bartender what was going on. Um, <laughs> okay, so the bridal party is supposed to come for photos, etc. All the bridesmaids are in the back of a cab. Not really sure how that worked out. Must have been <laughs> one of those big ones. <laughs> like a, a van? The, the two rows. Yeah, I think it was one of those. And the bride. And they have... I guess one umbrella, like one big golf umbrella and they are fussed because it's raining and she's just been made up. She's got all her hair and makeup. Perfect. Her veil, her dress, the train, all of it. Perfect. And they get out of the cab. There's a great picture of them getting out of the cab, mm. getting her under the umbrella, hold, gathering her dress up, like protecting her, you know, mm. doing the bridesmaid's job. Right. Gorgeous. They left all the flowers in the cab. Oh my God. All of their personal <laughs> bouquets 
probably six or seven little hand. I think they had to put them in the trunk now that I think about probably, it. Probably, yeah. There must not have been room. I don't know. They must have been in the trunk. They were worried about the rain. It got overlooked by seven people. (laughs) How one of them didn't think to say the flowers, though. It's always amazing, right, when these things happen. Like, how did so many people miss this? Well, I mean, Ingrid and I told that story on her episode, too, where they left their entire wedding in the back of a cab. So we spent a little while dealing with that, calling the cab company, trying to figure out how did we do this 10 years ago? Did we find cabs in the street? No, there's no way Mm -hmm. to find them. There's no way. (laughs) A valiant effort, but there was no finding the flowers. So my lovely stepsister, Sierra, God bless her. At this time, she went into action. She did not even, (laughs) she didn't even pause. My brain was like, oh my God. And she was like, I got this. Like the best under pressure. And um, she went to the, where the altar was supposed to be. They had this beautiful, what's it called when it's not a hubba? Arch? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they had this beautiful wedding arch they were going to get married under. And the florist had tied some sort of loose flowers Mm -hmm. to the drapery around. And Sierra went and pulled those flowers like just didn't enough, you know, left some, but pulled enough and then pulled some from the other, like where the guest book was and stuff where people were going to check in. Um, and she made like just enough, these little handheld bouquets so that they would have these little pots of color in their hands. And, um, it worked out fine. That was like crisis number one. Uh, it was great. And that was something that I've definitely had clients that would freak out about that. Absolutely. Yeah. And she just was teary with joy to be getting married. Was so happy. So she didn't even mind that part. And I'll just never forget Sierra being so pregnant. Like maybe too (laughs) pregnant to be there. Truly. Like dangerous territory. But she was clutch in this scenario. So we dealt with that. And then my next major task after we got through a very lovely ceremony where everyone was weeping, everyone was so happy. It's so full of joy. The most lovely groom, just the best smile on his face. I've never seen someone so in love. Beautiful. They really do have like the sweetest faces. They really do. So then the dog, I wish I could remember the dog's name. It was something cool. Anyway, We'll call him Bowie. The dog, <laughs> the dog got to walk down the aisle. I think he might have had her ring or something. He was involved in the ceremony. He was and then a working animal. Yes. And then he was allowed to roam about the cocktail hour. That's and, so cute. Oh, my God. Uh, I love he it. He was visiting all the groups of people. He clearly knew everyone. It's, it's clear oh, that like so their house is where people go, to, you know, to hang out. So he clearly knew everyone and everybody was happy to see him. And there are great pictures of him with various family members. And it's just the cutest thing. And so part of my job was to <laughs> take the dog home in my car. I put him in the car. I left the wedding, Carolyn. Uh-huh, 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 <laughs> I left uh-huh. my super pregnant sister at the wedding. <laughs> I'm a professional. (laughs) 
I left the wedding. I took the dog home. I fed him dinner and like made sure that he had his items and he needed it. And I, the whole time I'm like, this is the best job. What am I doing? This is the you know, best I, job. I did that once too. I brought, I liked the couple so much that I said, oh, you know, your place isn't that far. I'll bring your stuff home. And they were like, um, would you, uh, would you feed the cat? <laughs> yeah, why not? And I was like, yeah, I'll feed the cat. Sure. Of course I will. And it was this like giant, like 25 pound tomcat. <laughs> it was the best. And I was like, yeah, I love my job. <laughs> Anytime there are animals involved, we are happy. Yep. So took the dog, came back, suddenly realized things had gone bad in another area of the wedding that everyone had been ignoring. Because as I mentioned before, the family had collectively decided that they'd kind of had enough. Like they'd been through enough, oh. you know? And I, I can't, I mean, who can judge either way, you know? I'm a drinking problem. Your family's really been through it trying to support you. They still love you. It's not going well. They will always love you. Right. They're lo they love you enough to still like let you come to this huge family event that you could potentially ruin. And... So she's clearly wasted and there's a, there's a hang on the patio going on. The rain has finally stopped. It's gorgeous. There's finally cigars on the patio, beautiful night in Chicago. And this woman is not any version of a good drunk, just mm. the worst kind, the unstable physically yelling, mm. um, getting in people's faces. Like she's a mess. She is an absolute mess. And it's one of the saddest things, maybe the saddest thing we've ever seen at an actual wedding. And especially when the vibe was that good and the, the, you know, there was so much love in the room. And then there's this one person who's like struggling, but also very hostile about it. Ugh, yikes. So then I discover that her husband has given up also. And nobody Oh, on, told. like, containing her? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, nobody dear. told me this, that her husband was going to bail, too. Oh, boy. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Oh, boy. Yikes, uh, Amy. So I, I can feel this in my her. spine. I know. I know. I know. God, really, this podcast is my therapy. Doesn't matter if we have listeners or not. This is, this is just for me. Um, <laughs> I have this memory of like coming upon her on this beautiful patio with this gate and like all these people are having such a good time and they're so happy. And she's just like stumbling about on the periphery of this party. And I try to talk to her. She's not having it. She's pretty mean. And we have like a, a long conversation. Like I'm trying to figure out where her husband is when I discovered that her, her husband has abandoned her. Right. He's had enough too, apparently. Well. Um, <laughs> God. And finally, after much back and forth with this poor drunk woman, finally this very adorable groomsman comes over, obviously knows the family knows what's going on and he's so kind and friendly and he like charms her a little bit and gets Ooh, good gets to her yeah and um i held a cab and 
he gently put her in the cab and um like he was leading at that point he like obviously knew her he was close to the bride and groom uh and i had already you know done the most i could with this person clearly out of my contract <laughs> purview yeah <laughs> and so he took her and he put her in a cab and uh closed the door and i was like thank you so much for helping me um did you tell the cab driver where to go? And he goes, no, I don't know where she lives. <laughs> Did the bride and groom have any idea? I never heard any follow-up, so I don't know what happened. I assume she got somewhere safely. I hope so. It was very sad because and I it was hope such that- a high and low experience. Like one of the one of the best couples with one of the worst wedding experiences. Yeah. You know. That's hard. Yeah. That's really hard. I hope she's since gotten the help that she needed. My goodness. Sierra really came through and that dog really came through. You know, everybody pulled their weight. <laughs> I mean, even with the sister and the the flowers, it really goes to show you, like, attitude is everything. Okay. So, obviously, you and I, we're, we're a singing people. Mm. We, uh, we love singing at weddings. And it's really cute sometimes, most of the time. Most Not of all time. of the time. <laughs> <laughs> um. Examples of when it was cute. I had two couples last year who sang at their weddings and one of them, they did a little duet during their ceremony, which was really cute. And they're opera singers and they were really good. It was gorgeous. And they both sang with the band. They each sang a song at the reception and the wedding was small and it was sweet and everybody there was a, you know, performers and artists and their family. It was all very cute. And then there was another one I had uh, the year before where... He, first of all, the, one of the first things they told me was the cocktail hour is all show tunes. And I was like, sign me up. I'll do it for free. Do it for free. I was about to say <laughs> books, show tunes, dogs. It, it was books. Done. It was also books. Um, <laughs> books and pumpkins. It was a fall wedding. And then later his acapella group serenaded her on the dance floor and it was in very like very cute like they they there was a little bit of choreography where they knelt down and did like a sweeping ge- it was all like oh. it was the crowd for it right mm-hmm. um <laughs> yes and then there was another instance this bride is a soprano oh no and <laughs> <laughs> But a real opera singer, composer, she composed and sang her vows, which was... Wait, wait, no. Say it. Yeah. Start over. No, she did (laughs) that. Say more. She wrote and composed, and maybe she didn't compose, but she wrote her vows and sang them. Like, maybe she came up with a melody or something, but I, I can't remember exactly. But she did, and it was great. It really was? Yeah. It wasn't stupid? No. It was great. Yeah, and the whole you know what? You know why it wasn't stupid? Here's why it wasn't stupid, because the room bought it. Okay. Because the room liked it. If the room was like, oh, I'm cringing, then it doesn't work. And then later she 
uh, was to sing I Could Have Danced All Night no. from My Fair Lady, right, during the reception, which is great. I mean, whatever. You're an opera singer. Sing opera at your wedding. Who cares? I guess. <laughs> so she, um, <laughs> she is singing I Could Have Danced All Night beautifully, may I add. Sure. And I am standing near the kitchen door, and there's a great commotion. <gasps> oh, no. In the kitchen, oh, no. and they and they start yelling in the kitchen, and I go in and I'm like, "Hello, shut up!" Because <laughs> she's not even at a mic. Because she, well, she's a soprano, so she thinks the whole room can hear her regardless. <laughs> no, they can. They can. <laughs> they can, and they could. So I go back there and I look, and what I'm looking at is chaos. Oh, no. And the whole catering team. The manager, like the floor manager, the like all of them, all the servers, they're all standing there. Someone is being held back. Oh, and right. I watch as that person spits in the face <gasps> of the manager. In the kitchen? In the kitchen, which is right off the hall. It is maybe 25 feet from where the bride is singing her little heart out. More importantly, there's, isn't there food in the kitchen? No, no, this was, this was way after dinner. This was during the reception. So it was almost all cleaned Still. up, actually. Oh, my God. So I just look around like, oh, no, this isn't good. And oh, no. the, the venue manager zooms by me and slams the door. And I can hear her going, you need to be quiet. <laughs> like you are right now, ma'am. No, it was great. She shut them all up. It was great. Um, and then later, and I've had weddings there since, and the last one I had was pretty recent. And we were just like, remember the time? And the reason <laughs> that the server was spitting in the face of the manager was because she thought they were getting paid that night. But at that, at that company, the policy was you get your check on Tuesday or you get your direct deposit Tuesday. And she didn't like that. Oh. Okay. Well, someone's busy singing out there. So could the you bride singing <laughs> the last story of singing? Wait, wait. Yes. What? Wait. Didn't you sing at your own wedding? I recorded a song Count. at your house. Counts. <laughs> I recorded a song at your house. I recorded the father daughter dance song and surprised my dad, and he cried the whole time. It was great. That's that all I ever beautiful. wanted. Great fun. One of our first recordings together, pre theme song of podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cute. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, the last episode of Singing at a Wedding <laughs> was another opera singer <sighs> who is like, the most, oh no, she did not sing at her wedding. I said, are you going to sing at your wedding? And she was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Tacky. <laughs> it depends. There's and a I was fine like, line. could be. Could There's be. a fine line. Yeah. Unless was you are it? absolutely stellar. Yeah. Like if you're going to bring the room down, yes, sing at your wedding. Right. Or yours, right. which was like so sweet and pre-recorded and very good. Pre-recorded. Pre-recorded. Totally different <laughs> vibe pre-recorded. But if you're going to grab the microphone and like kill five minutes of your wedding, you better slay. Okay. Slay. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Talk shit. Let's talk. On the way home. 
I get a phone call. This is pandemic times. Mm. And a few, several people actually, quite a few, uh, weren't able to make it due to having been exposed or having COVID, mm, which was a bummer. And um, who calls me but her uncle? Oh, and I say, hello, uncle. What the fuck? <laughs> this has How never happened to me before. <laughs> Why are you calling me? It's weird. And he said, well, I can't be at the wedding because my wife and I have COVID and we're fine. We're fine. We're vaccinated. We're fine. You know, because we had to do all of that, mm-hmm. you know, before you could even have a real conversation. Absolutely. And um, and I was like, OK, uh, I'm really sorry you can't be there. What? <laughs> and he sure. said, so here's what I've done. And I said, oh, no. <laughs> No, I have hired. (laughs) I have hired a Frank Sinatra impersonator to surprise the bride during the reception. And I said, okay, how long do I need to allocate for? And thank you for telling me and not Uh just letting this man show up. (laughs) Thank you for warning me. So we went through it and he said, it's a three song set. And I said, okay, we'll do it during dinner while people are eating and they can just listen to this dumb, dumb sing Frank Sinatra songs for whatever reason you've done this to your (laughs) niece. I don't understand, but okay. Is she a known Frank Sinatra lover? I guess. Yeah. Like he, he knew that she would like this. Sure. (laughs) He thought that she would like this. Oh no. So it is a beautiful day. And also like, she's an opera girl. She's a theater girl. She Mm -hmm. has the schedule. She knows what's going on at every moment of her wedding, (gasps) you know, like, Mm -hmm. so, so I have to sneak about, about this. (laughs) Ever fun. So the time comes it's dinner. They've got their food. People are getting served. It's all good. Frank is here, and the Frank man who shows up is about 127 years old. No. No. (laughs) He's got the suit, and he's like, here, can you pull this off of YouTube? Oh, no, not back there. No, we can't go back there. We can't go back to YouTube streaming songs. We can't do it. Tapping out. He did not have the karaoke tracks just like saved on his phone. But he's so a I go over Sinatra impersonator. impersonator. This is his job. And he's got a little amp and he's got a little microphone that he uses. So I go over to the DJ and I'm like, I don't know, man, what the fuck? Can you do this? <laughs> and he was like, are we really? Is this? <sighs> I'm going to download something, something. He's okay. like, he like downloaded the tracks and I'm like, okay. Cause he knew what he was doing. And I went over to Frank <laughs> and Frank said, and he's like behind a curtain. This is a huge venue. It's one of the 10,000 square feet venues. And uh, he's behind a curtain hiding. And I say to Frank, Hey Frank, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna pull the thing. And, um, and then you can, I guess, just come out and sing at her. And he's like, okay, great. Uh, I need it to vamp for just a minute. And I said, okay. So I went to the DJ and I said, you gotta vamp for just a minute. And he said, just tell him to start singing. And then I will, you know, follow that. 
How do you vamp a YouTube video? I don't know. Like with his equipment, he was able to. Okay, he was like, you know, do a thing. Loop it. Yeah, loop it. Wow. Fine. I tell Frank, all you have to do is start singing and he will let the track go. Okay, he says. Now he's 127 years old. Approximate. He gets up to the head table, this the sweetheart table. <gasps> and the bride looks at me with mm. the widest of eyes. Mm-mm. And I just said, I shrugged and I said, Uncle Blah Blah. <laughs> and she just went, <sighs> I'm making a face. <laughs> it was, oh, it was no. like a, oh, Okay, great. Like, smile, but oh my god. What, the, uh, what did you do to me, Carolyn? What did you do? <laughs> the music is vamping, and he's just like, Congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. And he's just dancing there, waiting for the song to change, even uh-uh. though the DJ said, Just start singing and finally the dj lets it go and the guy is behind uh-uh, he, for- uh-uh. <sighs> he forgot the words to the way you look tonight stop he's a frank sinatra impersonator amy well he's elderly carolyn what do you he's expect 127 <laughs> got some memory issues he forgot the words to every song he sang no and uh then he left <laughs> and i said to the bride I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. And we laughed. And she thought it was funny. And, uh, yeah. Oh, no. Please forgive me for allowing that through the gates here. I, listen, what was I supposed to do? Tell COVID uncle he couldn't give his right. niece a surprise? <laughs> right. Where do you draw the line? Yeah. Where do you draw the line? <laughs> Did you know that I know a Frank Sinatra impersonator? That's amazing. No, I did not know that. It gets better. He's from West Virginia. Okay. He's a six foot four African American man. And he won a season of America's Got Talent. <laughs> when you look at him. What? <laughs> yes. Yes. And when Jesse plays games with him sometimes. And when you look at him, you see six foot tall black man with dreads who's got this big, beautiful smile and. He does not look like when he opens his mouth, the voice of Frank Sinatra comes out. No, that joke. is crazy no joke. Like when he fly me, when he does fly me to the moon, like it's Frank. But when it comes out of his mouth, the juxtaposition of it is insane. Anyway, a lot of Frank uh, impersonators out there, but most of them know the words. I think. Most of them do. This one did not. <laughs> That's amazing. Hate it when that happens. Don't forget to rate and review us and give us five stars. Please go to letstalkshitpod.com and share your stories with us. What kind of stories do we want, Carolyn? I want the funny thing your uncle did. I want the sweet toast your sister did. I want nice things too. Those are cute. But mostly we just want your horror stories. Right? Oh, man. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week on Let's Talk Shit About Weddings. Yeah, bye. 
Thank you so much for joining us this week on Let's Talk Shit About Weddings, hosted by me, Amy Nolan, and me, Carolyn Johnson. Please subscribe and share and give us five stars. Follow us on Instagram at AELO Chicago. This podcast is produced by An Event Less Ordinary and Big Pair Productions. Episodes are mixed and sound designed by Jesse Nolan. Special thanks to Jesse for writing and producing our theme song, to Tony Aguirre for the tasty guitar licks, and Lola Levine Sims for the kick and bass. The song was mixed by Zach Hollander of the Pearl Recording Studio and mastered by Jeff Bosley of Sounds Good. We can't thank you guys enough. And thank you to our clients who really are delightful most of the time. 